Today, I want to lay this before you and just tell you that there is success and there is failure. You can either have success or failure. And I believe as a child of the Most High God, it is your choice. Success or failure, your choice. Look at somebody and say, success or failure, it's your choice. Every person alive faces some kind of event, some kind of challenge, some kind of problem, some kind of situation that the choice you make will determine the outcome of said situation. Somebody say amen to that. If you look in the book of John the, the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse John 16:33 says I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace how many like perfect peace in the world you may have or you have tribulation and distress and suffering but be courageous be confident be undaunted. Be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. See, I'm here to tell you today that we don't serve a God that is, that is standing hoping for victory. We serve a God that is sitting on a throne because he's already obtained victory. I do not have to approach the things in life that I face from a perspective of I hope I win I hope I'm an overcomer because when we approach our battles from a place of hoping for victory we may or may not come out victorious but if we approach our our, our situations whether you go to the doctor and you have a bad report whether or not you are facing a horrible family crisis, whether you are uh, in a place where you're about to get a pink slip at your job, if you face that from a place of victory, see, everybody needs to listen to what we're going to be taught tomorrow night because we need to understand our place in Christ. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Spit that out of your mouth. You're not a poor wayfaring stranger if you're a child of the Most High God. That may be a good bluegrass song, but it ain't much for having victory over the devil because if he thinks that you think that you're a poor wayfaring stranger, he will get in your head and he will tell you how unsuccessful you will be. But if he hears you say, victory is mine, Victory is mine. If he knows that you're walking from a place of victory, then you have already defeated him before he steps up to you. Success or failure, it's your choice. Jesus said he has overcome the world. So guess what that means? You have overcome the world. If Jesus said it, you can say it. Jesus has given you the same world-overcoming faith that he has. 
every born-again Christian, every child of the Most High God has victory over every trial that you will face if you choose to take it. 1 John 5, 4. For a, I'm sorry, for everyone born of God is victorious. Okay, thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. Listen, I get excited by the word when I read things like everyone born of God is victorious. Now, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't have to. Everyone that is born of God is victorious. Life is hard. Because you said that. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Do you believe the word? Then stop saying it's hard if you don't want it hard. If you want to live a hard life, hey, knock yourself out. Don't expect me to join you. Oh, pastor, you won't even listen to my... I'll listen to enough to know what to pray for. And then about the time you start that pity party, we're going to pray. And we're going to cast down every vain imagination about who you are. We're going to speak. I won't be mean to you. I'm not a mean person. I don't care what anybody says. I'm nice. I am. I'm nice. But I'm telling you right now, I don't play with the devil. I don't ask him, can I have victory? I don't lay down at night and ask him, can I go to sleep in peace? I lay down at night. Now, I don't lay down early. I'll just tell you that. But when I do lay down by choice... Laid down a little after 2 this morning. My alarm went off at 4.30, and I said, Dear Jesus, why did I do that? But when I lay down, I lay down in peace. Why? Because the Word says I can. I get up in victory. Why? Because the Word says I can. Say, Pastor, now I know you, and I know you've went through some stuff. Yep. And going through that stuff has made me want victory in my life even more going through that stuff makes me want to do everything that I can to make sure that the outcome is victorious as Jesus desires it to be Jesus said I would that you would pro the word of God excuse me the word of God says I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so I figured that out a few months ago I even preached a message what you have to do is make sure your soulish realm is in a prospering state all the time say this with me I am a spirit I live in a body and I possess a soul your soul is your mind your will your intellect the way that you think is your soulish realm. Your spirit is the part of you that will live eternally. Your soul is affected by the atmosphere. Your soul is affected by the, the senses. And you have to make sure you're not walking in sensory faith, but you're walking in Bible faith. Sensory faith will make you look at everything and go, hmm, I wonder if I can. Hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Hmm, I feel funny, so I wonder if I'm okay. But Bible faith says, well, I don't care what's over there. Victory is mine. I can't help what they're doing over there. Victory is mine. I don't care about the symptoms. Get out of me in the name of Jesus. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
Bible faith will make you speak the word and sensory faith makes you trust your senses. This is a true story, or I was told this was a true story. And the people, I can't tell you who told me because then you will figure out who it was. But this man one time was caught in a hotel room with somebody that wasn't his wife and he was caught by his wife. And when she caught him, he looked at her and said, Are you going to believe me or them lying eyes of yours? <laughs> they divorced, unfortunately. You going to believe me or them lying eyes of yours? <laughs> That's a true story. But I want to tell you, what you need to say to your eyes, I ain't believing you. I see all the turmoil, and I hear what the news says, and the facts may be the facts, but the truth is, the truth is contained in the words of this book. The truth is, I win. The truth is, I'm an overcomer. The truth is, he said, everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome and conquered the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Romans 10 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God the reason that I tell you all the time read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible it's not because I'm a control freak or trying to tell you what to do I'm encouraging you my job is not the police my job is not to walk around and see how many people sinning my job as a man of God in my opinion other preachers may have different opinion they can have theirs I got mine because I done talked to Jesus about it and I got peace my job for you is to encourage you to trust Jesus encourage you to read his word because the victory that you need are in the pages of those 66 books that you carry around or use as a coaster whatever it is you use it for you need to crack that thing open and when you read Genesis 1-1 in the beginning you can start right there baby and know that he has given you the power to procreate I can procreate the goodness of God by speaking his word into my life I told you I woke up wound up this morning so what do you do when you face the challenges that life holds how do you tap into the world overcoming victory God has every answer for everything we face in His Word. I said God has every answer for everything we face in His Word. Now, a lot of people like to talk about the tests and the trials of life. I've been going through these tests. How many ever took a test in school and the teacher all of a sudden you was dreading it you was not looking forward all of a sudden they said I've decided this is an open book test the anxiety level in your fifth grade mind just plummeted to the ground you're thinking I can do that I can do that I got good news for you 
You may go through tests. You may go through trials. But it's an open book test. All the answers are already for you. All the answers are already laid out for you. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. And then he told Abraham, he said, you and your descendants are the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. The blessing, not bunches of blessings, but the blessing that is all containing everything you need. If you go to Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14, you will come out of that book just doing like this right here or whatever you might do. But I read that and I go, the devil can't whoop me. The devil can't win. I am the blessed of God. So, but there are some things that I have to do. I'm going to give you four of them real quick. Number one, choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. I understand my role in my, in, in my family. I understand I'm, I'm a father. That means I'm a covering. That means that I have the ability to speak blessing into my children. Now, as adults, and every one of my children are adults, as adults, they have the opportunity now to choose life and death for themselves. But I choose as a father to speak life. Instead of, I mean, there's plenty of times that uh, raising, raising children, you will get frustrated and not agree with their choices. When you get done raising them and they become adults, you disagree with their choices sometimes more. Thank you, amen. That was a parent of an adult child. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to fight their battles. All I have to do is walk in the promises that God has given me. And just like that mother that came to me this morning and said, I took what you said and I took the word and I acted on that word and her adult children and grandchildren were blessed because of it. I'm telling you today and I declare over this house today, if you will choose life, you will have life. It's that simple. You say, that's not revelation. Oh, but it needs to be to some because I hear a lot of death being spoken out of a lot of mouths and sometimes it's under this roof. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying you don't have to do that. You don't have to live in dread. You don't have to. You, If you will choose life. Now listen, sometimes choosing life means letting go of some things. And some people. You say, throw people away? No, don't throw people away. But if they're not with you, they're, for, they're, they're, they're against you anyway. If you're having to play Roy Rogers and lasso them into your, into your life all the time because they're always trying to run off, whether it's ideologies, whether it's relationships. Come on, somebody. Y'all remember Roy Rogers? Uh-huh. Me and Mary remembers Roy Rogers. That's about it. If we have to always capture people and pull them back. Dean Sykes spoke something over this church years ago, and I'm going to repeat it. If they're not taking you higher, they are inevitably taking you lower. 
Somebody say, choose life. Second thing is the most fun part about it. Examine yourself. Ooh, self-examination ain't fun. But boy, it sure does you good. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight says, But a person must prayerfully examine himself and his relationship with Christ. We live in a world that nobody wants nobody to tell them nothing. We live in a world that everybody's got Google on their phone so they think they're smarter than everybody else. I use Google more than I use anything, but I, it doesn't make me smarter than anyone else. It just makes me know things that I didn't know, and it helps my, helps my knowledge of things. But that don't mean that I'm smarter than anyone, and it doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone. When we get in this mentality that we know everything, probably failure is just around the bend. Examine your relationship with Christ. I'm not saying examine everybody in your family. Come on now. Don't be examining your wife and her relationship with God. That'll get you two black eyes. Don't be telling your husband, you need to do this. And God wants you, what you need to do is be a good wife and let the love of God draw him in. Any women ever done that? I've heard testimony of women doing that before. They just love the hell plumb out of them. Because Satan wants all of hell to be up in that man. Because men have a masculinity problem sometimes. They have to prove it to people. And you know what? I am a man and I understand that because I've had that same feeling in my life. But I got good news today. We don't have to prove anything to anybody but God. And all we have to do is prove to Him that we trust Him by making decisions that show we trust Him. I'm here to give you good news today. Self-examination is not meant for you to find flaws to focus on the flaws self-examination is so that you can get the problem fixed and get reinstated in your relationship with God so that you can walk in true victory somebody say examine yourself third thing turn to the word James 1.25 but he who looks carefully into the perfect law the law of liberty and faithfully abides by do y'all know that we've done said the word abide two or three times in these scriptures today you know what that means it means find the right place and stay may you abide in your marriage not just stay there because you don't want to get a divorce but you find a way to abide may you abide at your job now I don't like my job we'll look for another one, but while you're there be the best employee you can be abide there you need to abide in your life with Christ. You don't need to just say, well, i got to go to church. You need to get up. You need to pop up like toast and be ready on Sunday morning to get in here and just find out what God has for you. Somebody said, well, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. No, but in my personal understanding, my personal um, experience, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you like to go to his house. I'm not talking about when you can't get here. I'm not talking about when you have to work. I'm not talking about that old stuff that, 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 that the devil wants you to get offended with me saying that statement. I'm talking about when you can and when it is able, then you get in here because this is a good place. 
not just this place, but any kingdom church on this planet is a good place for you to be. Because the kingdom of God is where we understand that we have power over the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of God is where we get in a place with God so strong and so tight that we're able to walk in unity with Him while we walk in unity with our brothers. How beautiful and lovely it is when brethren dwell together in unity and then the anointing starts flowing from the head. Oh, I'm talking about the head. I'm talking about the head that is over it all. I'm talking about God the Father. When you walk in unity with each other and you get united with the kingdom, you are able to see God do great things in your life. Examine yourself. Somebody say, examine yourself and then turn to the Word. But He looks carefully into the perfect law. The last thing. I want you to choose life, examine yourself, turn to the Word, and listen to the Lord. There's a lot of voices on this planet today. A lot of voices that will tell you, you can't make it. A lot of voices that tell you, well, we'll never, we'll never be a country like we once was. What if we just believe that we'll be a better country than we've ever been? No, see, what, you've, what we have to do is stop reminiscing for the things that makes your flesh feel good. And start yearning for the things that makes your spirit feel good. I love my heritage. I really do. I come from the hills of West Virginia from some people that, that literally dug their living from under the ground in coal I love my heritage but when I was 17 years old and my dad had passed away and my mom couldn't stay in Tennessee anymore I was offered by one of my uncles I just I, matter of fact when my dad died I was getting ready to graduate high school and he offered to get me a job in the coal mine he said I can get you a good job Jack and get you a good life started because he was trying to just be what my dad couldn't be because he was gone. And I appreciated that. But there wasn't, nor is there. I've got a big old chunk of coal that came out of the mine that my great-grandfather, my grandfathers, both of both sides, my dad, so many. A little place called Amherst, West Virginia, Am, Amherst Coal Company. i got a big chunk of coal that came out of that place. I love my heritage. But at 17 years old, I made a decision. I don't ever want to work in a coal mine. You know why? wasn't that I was ashamed of it. I'm still not ashamed of it today. I don't like it at all when you make slurs about West Virginia. Just saying. Although I got a few jokes about it. You know how you tell a rich West Virginia hillbilly from a poor West Virginia hillbilly? A rich West Virginia hillbilly has two cars on blocks in front of their trailer. I love my heritage. I love my heritage. But I didn't want to go in to a coal mine and dig out my living like my predecessors had just because that wasn't what I felt like my life was supposed to be. Today, we've got to stop trying to make church what it used to be just because it feels familiar. 
that music don't sound right. That ain't the way I was raised up. Guess what? Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind. Pressing toward. Listen, I'm not saying that you have to like this style of music. I'm just saying... Don't let music style or don't let preaching style, don't let uh, uh, just the, the modern day. Listen, when things stop growing and stop changing, they die. And I'm just going to give you my heart and, and I promise I'll be done in three minutes. I will quit in three minutes. But do you see all these babies up here? Maybe one or two because they've been to Dollywood. <laughs> but if I said, what's a banjo? They wouldn't know what that is. I've got a banjo. I can play it a little bit. Play Rocky Top. <laughs> but if I go, no, we're not gonna have we're not gonna have that style of music that, that the kids all like. We don't, we don't have that style of music that the kids are like. We're going to have stuff that, that's godly. We're going to have something. We are alienating the next generation. How many churches, and I'm not, I'm not down on them. I pray for them. It literally makes me cry. How many churches say, no, we don't have any kids in our church? And I know I'm hung up on music right now, but just hear my heart. It's not just music. But they don't have any kids. But you try to, you try to take them red book, red book hymnals out of their hands and they will fight you. Do you know what I mean? Listen to the Lord. Maybe your path may not be or look like your granny. Maybe your path may not look like your dad. This is what God's plan is for you. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and to give you a hope. God's plan for you is to succeed and not fail. Success and failure is laying before every believer today. And it's your choice. Choose God's way. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.